This is episode 47, Healthy Habits for High Performance with Kylie Larson. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist and mind-body coach, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and functional nutritionist. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in wellness, nutrition, psychology, and nursing. Our goal is to use that knowledge to share easy strategies to help as many people as possible become healthier. You can help us attain this goal by leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. The process takes just a few minutes and it really helps others who are looking for a high quality wellness podcast find us. We are so grateful that you are here. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Hey, here we are today with round two with Kylie Larson. She's a nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a certified high performance coach. She offers online group training programs and one-on-one coaching as well. She's an expert in habit formation, making change, and personal and professional development. Welcome for the second round, Kylie. Thank you so much for having me, Cynthia. (laughs) And I have to laugh, and I want to be completely upfront. Kelly and I were completely bummed. We did tape an amazing podcast session with you several months ago and had some tech issues, which has never happened to us before. And we literally did not have your entire voice recording. It was just Kelly and I talking. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) So here we go with round two, right? (laughs) Yeah. Second time's a charm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully it'll be just as good, if not better. Absolutely. Um, Well, let's start out kind of the same way that we did last time. And can you talk to us a little bit about how you got to where you are now? Tell us a little bit about where you started and how you ended up here. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's so funny. When you first asked me this, I hadn't really taken the time to look back. (laughs) And it's really fun to see how all the pieces of the puzzle fit. But long story short... Um, when I came out of college, I was in marketing and advertising, and I worked at a couple different agencies in, in Dallas, because in advertising, you kind of need to move around to move up. And so as I was moving around and moving up, I switched agencies. And honestly, every time I started a new company, I thought, this will be the one. This will be the one that I really like and all this stuff. And I always worked with great people, but I never felt that it was really what I wanted to do or that it was my passion. Um, I loved going downstairs and working with the creative people but I didn't like telling them what to do. I didn't like working with clients. Um, I don't like deadlines or project management. So clearly advertising is not the place for me. Um, And I started practicing yoga because at the same time, as I was getting my career started, I was also exercising a lot. You would not know it to necessarily look at me. It's not that I was overweight, but for the amount of exercise I was doing and the little amount of food that I was eating, you would think that I would look like I was super fit. And that just was not the case. And I ended up getting an overuse injury. I had a stress fracture in my femur. Oh, wow. And I could, yeah. And 
I couldn't do anything for quite a while. I mean, I was on crutches. And when I could finally get back into movement, I couldn't do anything with impact. So I started practicing yoga. I immediately fell in love with it. And that became my main form of exercise for the next several years. And I would run here and there. And after practicing yoga, I knew that I wanted to become a yoga teacher. And it took me a long while to get there. It was not like I want to be a yoga teacher and then I got certified. It wasn't quite like that. Um, While all this was going on, I met my husband. And after we got married, we decided to move back to Denver where he is from. And that was a really great time for me to make a clean break of marketing and advertising. Like I was no longer in the same city. I could totally start over fresh. And that's exactly what I did. I got I got a job, just, you know, like an administrative job. And while I got my administrative job, that's where I started pursuing my yoga teaching certification. And upon completing that, it's so amazing. You know, when you make up your mind, the universe works to, to in your favor. Just oh, yes. doors kept opening. Door after door after door. And I backed off from my, I call it my real job, to part-time, started teaching more started teaching more and more and more, had to let go of my quote-unquote real jobs so that I could manage the yoga studio. And from there, it was just full steam ahead and got into teaching other types of classes. And um, after I got pregnant with my son, so my son is now six years old, things change and you can't really teach early in the morning when you have Mm -hmm. a child. And I didn't want to teach late at night or even prime time, six or seven o'clock because I wanted to be home for dinner with my family. Right. Um, And... So I was like, okay, I got to make a change. I didn't, I couldn't teach as many classes, but I still wanted to be involved in fitness and wellness. And I got my precision nutrition uh, coaching certification. And that was the other thing that really opened up a lot of doors. And with that, that allowed me to move my business online. And from there, the floodgates opened because the opportunity with the online platform, I mean, it's just endless. It is. It really is. And I I think it's opened up a whole new way of practicing, you know, irrespective of what industry you're in, it gives you the ability to reach so many more people than just being geographically in one one place or one part of the country. Yeah. I mean, when I sit back and think about it and all the people that I get to work with that live nowhere near me, Mm -hmm. it just blows my mind. And as a working mom, it's easier to set your own schedule that way and Mm -hmm. to be able to spend time not commuting, but rather being... Absolutely. Your computer. Yeah. Well, and at the beginning, that was also um, a challenge because mm. I was very, I, I, I couldn't turn it off. I didn't know when to turn it off. I hadn't had my boundaries set yet. So that was a learning experience. It took me about two years to like set a schedule, you know, otherwise I would just be online, like in Facebook groups that I run all night long, just because I, I loved it. And I wanted to be known as being super responsive, great customer service, but I found out that you cannot sustain that. So if anyone's wondering, you cannot do that. (laughs) No, you need to sleep. And I I think, you know, one of the things, and I know Kelly and I talk quite a bit about this, is just trying to find the elusive balance, you know, being an entrepreneur and recognizing that there needs to be boundaries. And, and, you know, a good example is I try very, very hard to be done by four or five o'clock in the afternoon and then really not checking or getting back on my computer until the following morning and not checking email till 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that can come back to bite me in the butt. But 
uh, you know, overall, I, I think all of us, it's so, so important that we create that space to spend time with the people that are most important to us. I mean, obviously, our, our clients and patients are as well. But, you know, our families, our spouse, our kids, you know, whomever it is you spend time with really making sure you you stay focused on those key priorities so that you don't just work yourself into the ground. Absolutely. And I know that like you focus on that with your clients as well. So I can't be working around the clock if I'm telling them mm-hmm. not to. Well, and that's a perfect segue into how I got into the high performance. So as I'm working with people on fitness and nutrition, um, I realize that people, they need more. If they can't dial in their fitness or their nutrition or they can't make a commitment to themselves, there's other things going on. And that's what led me to become a high performance coach. Um, I think it was about a year and a half ago. No, it was just a year ago. I read um, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard and it just opened my eyes and I was like, this. This guy has it figured out. This is what people need because when they figure this out, then they can make time for their fitness. They can, they understand that eating well is not about losing weight, but about keeping your energy, um, the way that you want it. And I just, I fell in love with it. I mean, I drank his Kool-Aid, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I drank it and I'll tell you that. But yeah, after I read that, I was like, okay, I need to get certified. And I hemmed and hawed and I reached out to my mentors and they were on the fence. But I had this like this necessity. I just felt that it was something that I had to do and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was like, well, Kylie, you know better than anybody. So I signed up for it. And again, once I made the decision, I came back. People need it. They wanted it. So I know I made the right decision and it's just made my other coaching business better. So that's, that's how I got to where I'm at today. Long story short. And so what was it about this particular style or approach? I mean, I know you said you drank the Kool-Aid, but yeah. what really helped you to get it and say, hey, this is the thing I need to do? Um, because he talks about this myth about high-performing people who I'm, I'm assuming all three of us are high-performers. There's a myth that they just work themselves to the bone, but that's absolutely not the truth. High-performers know how to schedule their time so that they can be done by four or five o'clock to spend time with their family. And then when they're with their family, they are totally present. Mm-hmm. They don't give all their good energy just to their clients. And then, you know, and I'll admit this, like my husband had said to me in the past, like, Kylie, I don't know what I'm going to get when you walk in the door. When I walk in the door, sometimes I have to walk on eggshells. And I was like, okay, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But Brendan addresses that. And I know a lot of us do that because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and they take their job and as well they should so seriously and their clients mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, sometimes the people they love the most are getting the short end of the stick. And so that was really the thing that stuck out for me. Yeah, that's so true. And mm-hmm. I've read some of Brendan's work and it is so powerful um, and, and so simple too, really. And I think that the interesting thing is, like you mentioned, it sort of can be the start of the domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you get some of these things in place and understand habits and understand how to set the framework up, everything else can become easier, nutrition, exercise, all of that. So tell us a little bit more about high-performance coaching. You said the people you work with, many are entrepreneurs, but tell us more about who they are and what they want. Absolutely. So yes, several of them are entrepreneurs, um, but I also have some people who are moms, but they treat their children and their family just like a lot of us treat our clients to where they give them everything, but then there's nothing left for themselves. So most of the people that I work with are very good at their job, mm-hmm. but they lack or where they need to focus is prioritizing themselves 
and or their family. Because when they are so focused on their job, they'll sacrifice their sleep or their eating habits. Or when they're so focused on their family, they don't set aside time for themselves. But I am a firm believer in like really designing and creating a life that, that you love and that does prioritize you because when you prioritize, prioritize yourself, you're healthy and happy and everyone around you just benefits from that. And yet it's, it's something that, you know, I, I look at it as a practice, that it's something I have to practice every single day. Mm-hmm. And yet some days I seem to do it effortlessly. And some days I really struggle. We have two boys and my 11-year-old, God bless him, um, he is very much a non-rule follower. Mm. And so um, not behavioral problems at school, but depending on who his teacher is, he's either encouraged to use his brain or just kind of do things half-assed. And so this has obviously become a problem as a fifth grade child. And, um, you know, we had a little, I don't know how else to refer to it, a coming to Jesus in our house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he no longer has electronics privileges at all in any capacity. So you can imagine that means more reading, more puzzles, more Legos, more activities with his parents. Mm -hmm. And so my husband out of frustration was like, oh my gosh, you know, I just can't talk so much. He's driving me crazy. (laughs) And he just kind of looked at me and I was like, this is called parenting. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, we are in a culture where our kids and I'm not pointing fingers, I'm just saying a generalization that many of us our way of like decompressing is letting our kids have some electronic time, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay if it's all day long, or all weekend long or excessively or if they're not getting the grades they need to be getting. And mm-hmm. so, you know, having to be very present with my 11 year old who talks a lot and being an introvert for me is actually challenging. Oh, yeah. So we have to engage him in an activity so that I can, I'm like, I can enjoy my time with him and I'm, I'm not thinking of my to-do list and I'm fully present and I have to like pinch myself occasionally, but yes, it is a practice. It is something you have to practice every day. Oh, absolutely. And that's you, that's an excellent point because that's one of the really big things that we do. Our days don't happen on by accident. That's Mm -hmm. with high performance coaching. We, we start each day by setting an intention, like what do I want to get accomplished today? What's most important to me? What are my big projects? Who do I need to show up for? Um, and so, because you're right, we, we can't just go through the motions or you can, but guess what? You're going to be in the same place you were last year and then the year after that and a year after that. Um, but absolutely, it's not just going to happen. We have to be mindful. And I think that that spills over too. So you're talking about high performance coaching in whatever it is that people have as their chosen profession, whether that's being a mom or being a dad or being an entrepreneur, but it's sort of, to me, it seems like the, the old dodge of how you do one thing is how you do everything comes into play here because how you're engaging in that activity that we want to call your kind of high performance activity or your job, it, it doesn't just stop there, right? These are high performers in many areas of your life. Would you agree? Oh, I would absolutely agree with that. Yes. Yes. So, so can you talk a little bit more about how the coaching that you do with people in one area kind of affects more areas of their life. Oh, sure. So the way it's broken down is we have, um, 12 different sessions and each session we have a different topic ranging from, you know, basically, first of all, a life overview, where are you in your life? And you just do an assessment because we can't, we can't move forward unless we assess where we currently are. And then from there we move into clarity, 
So getting clear on, okay, what do I want out of life? What do I want my life to look like? Do I know? And if not, how am I going to figure that out? Mm-hmm. And then we move into courage. And this is a really big thing too, because a lot of us, um, it's not about jumping off a building, you know, or jumping out of an airplane, but about asking for what we want and also asking for what we need. So asking your partner, like if you're pursuing a goal, hey, babe, you know what? I'm working on this project. I need you to start picking up after dinner. A lot of people have a hard time doing that for whatever reason. They feel that that's their role and they don't want to ask their partner, but then they resent their partner because they're not doing it and it just all this stuff. Yeah. So then we move into courage. Um, what's after courage? Productivity. So a lot of my entrepreneurs, they spin their wheels. Like they do the things they're comfortable with. I don't know if you experienced this at all mm. with your business, Cynthia. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying otherwise. I mean, I will answer questions in my Facebook group all day long, but figuring out a podcast? Um, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so being productive and being busy are two different things. And what we really mm-hmm. want is to be productive. Um, so that's the next thing that we focus on. Wait, I just want to pause right there for sure. a second because that's pretty huge. Being busy and being productive mm-hmm. are two different things. I yeah. feel like so often we can get... A great deal about our focus on everyday wellness is on supporting gut health. And one of my new favorite ways to recommend to family and friends and even clients is to consider colostrum. And so Equip Foods has an amazing product that helps to improve immunity and gut health and recovery. And each scoop contains grass-fed, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free colostrum. And if you're wondering what colostrum is, it's a nutritional powerhouse that serves as the first source of nutrition for mammals in nature. It's been shown to enhance immune function, gut health, and recovery with vital nutrients such as lactoferrin, growth factors, and prolon-rich polypeptides. Colostrum is a natural milk-like fluid produced by mammals immediately following delivery of the newborn. And while colostrum is a dairy product, it does not contain milk or lactose. So most people with lactose intolerance usually find colostrum very easily digestible and beneficial to gut health. You can use one scoop a day. You can mix it in things like coffee or mix it in shakes or even yogurt or even some of your baked food recipes. As I mentioned, has a lot of health benefits, including research demonstrating the improvement in a reduction in inflammation, promoting good gut flora, and supporting restoring leaky gut to normal permeability. And what I love best is that Equip Foods is very ethically focused. Their cows are humanely raised and ethically treated, and cows produce an excess of colostrum when nursing. So only after their babies get what they need are they able to source the excess colostrum for use in their products. There is three grams of colostrum in each scoop and one serving in comparison to main competitors has just one gram. And research demonstrates that this dose of three grams actually promotes more benefits to gut health, immune function, recovery, and vitality. So if you'd love to take care of your health, you can go to www.equipfoods.com slash Cynthia20 to get 20% off your first order. That's www.equipfoods.com slash Cynthia20. You definitely want to check this out. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients. 
and it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Caught in this trap of busy, which is really more like of being on a hamster wheel mm-hmm. than actually getting stuff done. But that is a huge distinction. Oh, and also people use their busy as an excuse. Or yes. a badge. Yeah. Exactly. Of why they can't pursue their life's goal, their life's purpose. Or why they can't interact with their family or loved ones. I mean, I have a family member I'm thinking of in particular, Mm -hmm. who I will not call out, um, who has spent their entire life being busy Mm -hmm. because they don't want to deal with their stuff. How's that? How's that? I I think that's fairly... I don't know if this person would know that I was talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) If they listen to the podcast later. Yeah, it's so funny. There's a lot of that. I think it's an, a form of escapism to be busy uh, so that they don't have to look deep, more reflect more deeply on what's going on in their lives. And oh, that would definitely make sense. I would agree 100%. I used to work for a person. I've actually worked for a couple of people like that mm-hmm. um, who I'd always have to stay late in the office because I, I know they didn't want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had doctors that were like that. We used to laugh and we would say, you know, the, the docs that were like our in their 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. They were not that way, but the older physicians were very much that way. And the nurses and I used to talk and I was like, I just don't think they want to go home. It's a way of avoiding conflict problems, dealing with people they don't want to deal with. It just, I can, there will always be work. That's, that's what they used to, the the younger docs used to always say, there will always be more work. So you have to set boundaries. You have to go home. (laughs) I love that. So true. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Oh, another big one. Well, they're all big. They're all huge, but um, energy, energy is one of our sessions and this is really where the health and the wellness comes in because it's for me, since I work with people in their health and our wellness on the regular, I forget that there are some people who this is just not a priority for them, mm-hmm. but you can't live out your life's purpose if you don't have the energy <laughs> to do it. Like energy yeah. is everything. It's what attracts people to you. So if you don't have energy to sustain not only your activities throughout the day, but then to connect with other people, it's like, what, what are you doing with your life? And so how do you help people get energy? I mean, we, we think about fueling ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Nutrition, that seems like a no brainer, but maybe it's not for some people. So how do you approach the idea of not having energy when you have someone who comes to you and they say, I want to do all these things, but I just have no energy. Oh, I love this. Well, sleep is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Also understanding the fact that you are in control of your energy And you can do things to lift your energy up and you can also do things to calm yourself down. So we go through a couple breathing exercises. 
that show how we can use our breath to energize us. And if that's too like woo woo for some people, then I have them like get on one of their favorite songs, like move your body, go outside. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what happens when you get out of your, off of your computer and start taking a walk. Like being outside in the sunshine is one of the best things that you can do for your energy levels. It's good for your circadian rhythm too. Right. So, you know, just simple things like that. And people, they resist it. Oh, I'm, uh, they throw around the busy word. I'm too busy. To... <laughs> yeah. I promise you'll be more productive once you get back to your computer after you've right. taken a 10-minute walk. So that's one of the ways. But then another breathing technique to calm ourselves down and a meditation, a release meditation. So for those people who have really stressful jobs or a long commute, we do this release meditation and you can do it in your car before you walk inside or whatever's convenient, but you just release the day and you just say to yourself, release, release for however long you can. Maybe it's two minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, but it really allows you to shut off everything else and then walk into your family the way that they deserve to see you. Yeah. So yeah. And then also drinking water and eating foods that, you know, aren't overly processed. We focus a lot on vegetables and that's what's so great. That's how I tie like my other background into this. Mm-hmm. I give them a little bit more, but it's amazing. You don't have to do a lot of crazy things in order to elevate your energy, but understand that you are in charge of it. Oh, and I also help them recognize the fact that, you know, who are you around that's sucking the life out of you and who also mm-hmm. fills you up. Yeah. And let's make sure that you're doing things and are around people that also fill you up such an important distinction. I mean, I, I think in lives in life, you know, sometimes if you um, don't heed the warnings up front about the energy vampires, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you need to be smacked upside the head, literally, mm-hmm. to figure that out. But so, so important. And, and I always, there's a quote that I have that says, you know, be connected to people that make you feel like sunshine, or makes you they make you feel like they're sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in my 47 years old brain, I just, I don't have the time for anyone that is not on the same page as me. It is not helpful, is not benefiting, you know, my, my mental well-being. I'm like, I just can't even deal with it anymore. I won't. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you to dive back into a little bit is when you tell people that they have the power to create their own energy. I'm wondering if you get resistance from people because that also means that they have had the power all along and Ooh, haven't done it. That's a great question. You know, I've never noticed it as resistance, but I've noticed that they, I don't think they believe me. <laughs> Maybe that is resistance. <laughs> yeah. You have the best laugh. Oh, like, thank you. Kylie, no, you have the best. It's like an infectious, like you hear it and you're like, I want to be drawn to that. <laughs> I cannot hide from anyone. You will always hear me. That's sunshine, right? That's sunshine, Cynthia. Well, and the energy is huge too for my caregivers. Whether you are, um, you know, your job is to stay home and take care of your family or, you know, you're a parent. Caregivers, they have the hardest time with this because they give, give, give so much. They really forget to take time for themselves. And I just have to encourage them and make them see that they have to. Because my, my moms, they have the lowest energy. Mm-hmm. The ones that don't go to work because they seriously give so much to their family all day long. Well, and I think it also depends developmentally where your child is in time and place. Because I, I found the underage five-year-old, you know, the four-year-old, the three-year-old, the two-year-old, the one-year-old. And I had two within two years of one another. So I had two in diapers 
And I just remember saying, I think it was just you were in survival mode for many, many years. Um, You didn't have time. Right. Right. You didn't have time to do something to your hair, put makeup on or, you know, put effort into an outfit. It was only when they kind of got into school during the day and you had a little more time. And um, yeah, you can understand why they're so exhausted. And I don't think as a society, we do a really good job of letting moms know that's normal. Um, I mean, certainly no one ever disclosed that to me. It was only my friends that were going through at the same time when we felt brave enough to talk to one another. And, you know, the concept of it takes a village. If you don't have local family, it can be very isolating and it can be, it can be very sad. Like I know, um, when my boys were younger, I worked part-time as a nurse practitioner, which was really full-time. Um, and so on my days off, I was just exhausted because my job was so intellectually and taxing and stressful And, um, you know, Todd would go to work and I would just kind of look at him like, okay, we're going to just, we're going to do all these activities and keep them busy and feed them and put them down for their naps. And, you know, at five o'clock you'd be, I used to call it the witching hour, Mm -hmm. but you really wonder why women are so just emotionally spent. They can't, they can't imagine taking time for themselves because they're just too tired. Right. Oh, it's so true. But they just, I mean, and they absolutely just, they must, but you're right. Like we don't talk about it. I think we're getting Mm -hmm. better. Yes. But, um, you know, it's so interesting. I just asked my monthly group. I wanted to know where their stress levels were. And I was really excited for the amount of, pe- the amount of people. I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, tell me about your stress levels right now. My older population, they were, they were low. I mean, mm-hmm. twos. And I was like, hallelujah, this is so great because they've done a lot of work. But then um, the women that are in the phase where their kids are under five, yeah. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And it, it, that's an amazing distinction that you make because they're, a lot of them are nurse practitioners or nurses and mm-hmm. they're also taking care of their two kids that yeah. one's sleeping, one's not. It's a tough place to be in. It is. And then, you know, it, I mean, that's life. It's this ebb and flow. And so just when your kids get a little independent and they can dress themselves, feed themselves, toilet themselves, and then you have a couple years where you, where you kind of scoot, you kind of have this grace period and then you hit tween and teenage and all of a sudden you know they're they push back a whole lot more I always say the stinky stinky surly stage like they don't want to wear deodorant but yet they must you know they um start getting very hormonal and I have boys so we all have boys so we understand this yes um they're not nearly as emotional as girls are from what my friends with girls tell me but yet all of a sudden their friends become a much greater attraction for them. Mm-hmm. They are, are becoming more independent. So they may leave your house and go to a play date or go to the park by themselves or do an activity. And, and because they're of an age where they have enough common sense, you, this is what you should let them do. So they become independent, but their problems get bigger. Uh-huh. Like, you know, this year it's, you know, I had one kiddo who took two high school classes. And so school got very serious very quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's, like a duck to water has done fine, but he tells me stories about some of the people he doesn't hang out with, but he knows. And it's all of a sudden you realize like your time with them. It's, it's not, it's very different when I, when the boys were younger, I could be working around them and they weren't as tuned into what I was doing. Whereas now if I'm not giving them 150% of my attention, they know, and they call me on it. Oh, I love that. So showing up and being very present when they're wanting your attention because they don't want it all the time anymore. They don't, they don't need it. Um, and so that's hard. Like it's the push pull of parenting. And so I always say, just when you think maybe things have gotten a little easier, you find they didn't. <laughs> it's it's just, just different. It's harder in a different way. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Brooks will call us out. He'll be like, you mm-hmm. are, you're addicted to your phone. Like, oh Ooh. my gosh, oh, that hurts. Oh, yeah. I don't know ouch. where he learned the word addicted, but he throws it around. <laughs> yeah. Well, he knows it's effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
reaction. He's a bright little boy. I'm not oh, surprised. He's so bright. <laughs> but yeah, but he notices, they notice and yeah. It, and that, I'm glad that you just said that because I still struggle with turning it off when he's home. Mm-hmm. But knowing that that time is limited, that he actually wants my attention. I don't know. Again, you have to be mindful every single day and think about it. You really do. And I, and I think that that's, that's okay to acknowledge that sometimes you get caught in something, you know, I'll explain to the boys, I need to return this tax. It's from a client. Let me, you know, pull over wherever I am. Right. Or I'll say, I need to make this phone call and let me explain to you why. And then I feel like as long as I'm identifying why mm-hmm. and that it's something short, they're usually fine. I love it. And we can always, I can always count on Brooks to call me out. Mm-hmm. No, well, Liam, Liam is our barometer. He just has no filter. He'll just say whatever. I mean, whatever, whenever, it's embarrassing. God I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you bring, so that leads me to like our next session, which is on influence. And a lot of people, um, they don't understand the importance of influence. They think that only applies to people in sales or the entrepreneur mm-hmm. who is selling something. But that's not true because. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. The indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air and in some circumstances, up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? I want to introduce you to a product by Air Doctor that has captured the attention of established media outlets like CNN, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that have the potential to go on and make us sick. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day, breathe-easy, money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorrow.com and use code CYNTHIA. You'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 in value. Look at the special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P 
pro.com and use promo code Cynthia. I absolutely love my air filters. They're an integral component to ensuring that the air that my family breathes in our home is as safe as possible. I'm pretty sure all of us are trying to influence our children every single day to brush their teeth, to eat healthy food, to go to bed on time. And we, we look at how much influence do you think you have? What does influence mean to you? Does that, is like a dirty word to you? Do you think it's more manipulative? And why is it important? And what can you do to have more influence? And this is actually one of my favorites. I didn't understand the importance of it until recently, but it's really, really powerful. Because let me ask you a question. Like, Cynthia, who has been the most influential person or people in your life? Wow. Throughout my life or at this point right now? Throughout. That's a really good question. So I, um, and I'm going to provide this background so everyone understands. I was raised um, by a single mom for uh, a number of years. So my parents were divorced when I was seven. And um, my mom and dad had to work very hard to support us uh, where we were. So I, you know, was a latchkey kid in the 70s and 80s, which was not at all that uncommon. And um, I was, you know, I think when I went through the divorce, I was a very sensitive kid. And so um, my friends, you know, I couldn't really talk to them, but I have very, very, very strong female role models in my family. So I have an aunt, my aunt Carol, who listens to this podcast, so she'll hear this. Um, And I always say that how blessed I was that my grandmothers and my aunts were such huge influencers in my life. But my aunt Carol is like my second mom. And so um, she's always been my cheerleader. She's always been the one I could go to. She was my, you know, when I when I was confirmed when I was 12, she was there, you know, she's the godmother of my youngest, she's going to be the the confirmation sponsor for my oldest, you know, she was intricately involved in our wedding. I mean, she's just such still such a resounding presence in my life. So I would say when I look back on my life, I would say I had I had a really wonderful extended family. But my aunt Carol by far had a huge, huge impact that and, and a cousin of mine, my cousin, Lisa, who I always looked up to, I didn't have an older sister, but she was my older sister. And so throughout my life, I always modeled my behavior after her. And she was has always been such an amazing example on every level as a strong female, um, intelligent, um, bright, I mean, just, you know, she's still an example to me to this day. So, you know, I've had a lot of strong female role models, which has definitely helped mold my life in a positive way. Absolutely. Ooh, well, that yeah. was a deep question. It is. Well, and then it goes even deeper. And like, I won't ask you now because it, it can get really emotional. Mm-hmm. But like, if you think about why and what they did that had such mm-hmm. an influence over you, you're like, oh my gosh. And we talk mm-hmm. about like how you can embody those people and mm-hmm. live that way so that you can influence others. Because it's mm-hmm. not about swaying someone. It's mm-hmm. about being an example, really. Right. Be, yeah. be present. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's something that's so lacking. Like you can have a family. I mean, we don't get any choice in who our family members are, right? right. They just show up. Uh, but, you know, someone that shows up in your life consistently mm-hmm. and throughout your life, I mean, that's profound. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have lots of wonderful friends. I've been fortunate that's been a consistent thing throughout my lifetime. So I think those two things have molded me into who I am. I love it. Because yeah. we talk about how the influencers, they, they teach us how to think. They challenge us. A lot of our mentors, they challenge us, Mm -hmm. but then they also model the way. And with those three things, that's like your secret sauce. 
Mm-hmm. Into well, influencing and as Cynthia people. mentioned, I think that if they're in your family, if you're in, if they're in your life, that's great. But Kylie, just like you talked about mm-hmm. people having responsibility and being able to influence their energy, they can probably have responsibility and influence who they're around. So who mm-hmm. their influencers can be. Do you talk about that with your clients too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of stuff with spouses come up, comes up and mm. Sometimes our spouse, um, it's not their fault. We just, we have to grow through these things. And sometimes our spouse is feeding us. Sometimes our spouse is not feeding into us. Mm -hmm. And so how can you work around that relationship and get what you need from your spouse? How can you influence them to give you what you need from them? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it comes from having the courage, going back to that session, to ask for what you need. And that's hard for a lot of people. Either they they fail to recognize what it excuse me, what it is that they need or they aren't, I don't want to use the word courageous, but they struggle to be able to articulate to the person they need it from. It's sometimes hard to ask for what you need. It really is. And I think we often don't have models for that. We, We don't, we aren't taught that in any sort of passive or active way. So it's really learning a new skill. And with the clients that I work with, many of them feel very ashamed that they don't know how to do this thing that seems so quote unquote basic. Mm -hmm. But when we back it up and say, this is a skill and we can learn how to do this and let's understand why you haven't, it becomes easier. You know, it's never easy to learn things in the shadow of shame. Never. No. I mean, I know I've been, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's (laughs) fine. (laughs) But it's so not fine. If anyone's, If anyone's reading between the lines, it is so not fine. <laughs> so true. Well, and um, one of the, my other favorite questions that I ask is, it's, it's towards the end of the program, is um, if you could ask someone to support you more in your dreams or your purpose or your mission, what would you ask for? So that mm. helps dial down, okay, what is it that I need? And Mm -hmm. then one day I can eventually ask for this because we don't know, like you just said, we don't always know what we need. You just get itchy. And I think sometimes answering that question and thinking we need to ask that from someone else is really what we need from ourselves. Like asking for permission to Mm -hmm. do something or be something. Oh, I had, I met with a client and her spouse finally told her, you know what? I support you. She felt like all of a sudden she had this green light. And I was like, is that what you were waiting for? And I have to remember it's not mine. It's not my process and everyone's on their own timeline. But that, to your point, we all just are like looking for that permission. Yeah. So how can we give it to ourselves or yeah. tell our friend or our spouse that I need you to give me permission? It was mm-hmm. amazing. It totally shifted our entire mindset and everything started to go another direction after that. So powerful. Yeah. But my favorite session, which I think you will love, <laughs> Kelly, is the, the, the uh, psychology mastery. Granted, Ooh. I'm not a psychologist, obviously. But when people start to look at their recurring thoughts, yowza. Mm, oh. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not aware. Just like people aren't planning their days, they're not intentional taking time for themselves, they're definitely not thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it's not positive, it's not moving you forward. We well, and you also that. just... Yeah, think about the the whole nerdy science of me. I always say, you know, those negative thoughts or positive thoughts, I mean, they can change the structure of our brains. It's something called neuroplasticity. So we should be encouraged to think positively or to, 
you know, if, if we're struggling with a, you know, a negative self image or something negative going on in our lives, we really should make an effort to try to rectify that because it can, you know, it can influence our, our future actions and behaviors and not in the ways that you want it to. I remember a post that you recently made and you were talking about all the wonderful, successful women that you work with, but they still have those limiting beliefs or Mm -hmm. negative thoughts. I mean, I see the same thing and it, that honestly breaks my heart because I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're so brilliant. You're so beautiful. You're doing all of this. How can you? But I mean, I'm not going to say I never have a thought like that, but sure. Oh, we're all human. Yeah. But I, I definitely have done the work to like, you know, (laughs) I snap myself out of it. Like Kylie, we Mm -hmm. do not have time for this. No. Right. And just that awareness is enough sometimes to right. shift it. Just having that awareness of that thought mm-hmm. is powerful. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting how you, we all go through things in our personal lives that can, you know, impact our perspectives. And certainly for me, I was selling, saying to Kelly earlier this morning, I was like, sorry, that's my ring doorbell. Um, someone drove, somebody drove by the house. And so I was saying how profoundly grateful, like I got to the gym this morning and this is like day three, I've been able to go to the gym in three months. So I'm super excited. And I just sat outside and I took a picture of the, of the sunrise and, you know, walked into the gym and, and all I could think of was what a difference these workouts are for me just personally, because I couldn't do this two months ago or one month ago. And now I can do this and how that's going to, you know, forever change my perspectives instead of thinking like, Oh, I have to go to the gym today. I'm choosing, I want to, I'm grateful. You know, it's, it's a very different kind of practice, you know, when I'm exercising now than before, before it was something on the to-do list Mm -hmm. that needed to get done. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You, I mean, recently that has totally been like an eye opener for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? And I, I told the surgeon, I said, this could have crushed someone, Yeah. but I can't, I mean, that's just not part of my DNA. I've got two boys I need to be healthy for and too much work to do still, you know, right. I want to be around for a long time. I know. And, but if like to the psychology side of it, like if you don't have a positive mindset, I mean, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't be well, there's, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be where you're at today. No, no. And I, you know, it's that whole concept of the process of, I had one bad day in the hospital, let myself feel sorry for myself. I cried, I behooed. My cousin told me I needed an antidepressant. <laughs> um, and then the next day I was like, nope. I was like, I just need to surrender, let them do their work, accept this is where I am right now. I'm moving forward. I need something to look forward to. And so that's, you know, that's how I got through that. But yeah, I, I just, it's not part of my DNA not to to surrender temporarily because I needed to do that. But moving forward, I needed to have something to hang on to. I love it. Well, and you know, I didn't mention with, with each of our sessions, we have a habit that we perform throughout the week. So there's always a a home, a piece of homework that they, that they do, but in in an effort to make these things a habit, like what are you going to do to increase your energy? How can you make this a daily habit? The, the walks, um, and with the psychology side of it, you know, it's like, how can you get yourself in this mindset? So we basically like set up some questions, like how can I prime myself to think in this positive way? So like one of my questions that I always ask myself is how do I want to feel today? And that gets me in that positive frame of mind. Or, and it, how do I want to show up today? And that gets me in a positive frame of mind. You know, even when you're tired, even when you don't want to, you're like, but I want to be this way. And so I will be. It's easy as, easy as that. <laughs> it's so powerful. It really is. And I think sometimes the simplicity of it is deceptive because we think it can't be that easy. Like mm-hmm. it, it can't really be helpful if it's that easy. 
Um, well, you've given us so much information and such an awesome framework for helping people move forward in their lives. If you could boil this down into just two things to tell our listeners that they could do to improve their health and wellness, what would those things be? Oh, I love this. So first of all, two things I would say, remember that you are in control. So you are totally in control of your life, even when you feel like you are not, because you're always in control of the response and your mindset. The second thing would be, don't worry about what happened. Focus on what you're going to do moving forward, because that's really the big thing. Like a lot of times we get bogged down in the why, and I love therapy, but why am I like this? It doesn't really matter. What am I going to do about it today to make it better? And those are the two things. Oh, that's so great. So great. And I agree. I agree. Therapy can be very focused on the past. And I think that when we're able to bring some of these coaching ideas into the present moment and helping people shift their perspective for the future, that's really where the magic happens. Absolutely. I love it because we're just in control and we all realize that. I mean, I just get excited even thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Kylie, how can people find out more about you? Oh, they can find out more about me, my website, my newly designed website Um, that's amazing (laughs) thank you amber joe um is kyliefityoga.com and then on social media kyliefityoga (laughs) (laughs) well that is easy enough easy enough (laughs) (laughs) well thank you as always and and again you know second time's a charm so this will this podcast will stick i love it thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.